0: Three, four, go!
1: Thank you for tuning in to the Use Guys and That Podcast. You can find us across all podcatchers, and in our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook is at Use Email us at info at useguyspod.com or useguysandthat at gmail.com. You can find our entire podcast library at useguysandthat.podbean.com.
2: You can also listen to us on youtube.com, search for Use Guys and That Podcast. You can also listen to us on bitshoot.com forward slash channel forward slash useguyspod. You can also listen to us on lberry.tv forward slash at useguyspod. And we're also on subscribestar.com forward slash useguyspod.
3: While you're at it, you can also check out our very own website. That's useguyspod.com. On there, you'll find links to all of our shows. We also have a lovely merchandise section, so if you would like to support the show, you can buy t-shirts, coffee mugs for yourself or loved ones. And Jay has also compiled a lovely suggested reading list, which I suggest you check out for educational purposes. You can also support us at our Patreon. And it's patreon.com forward slash useguyspod. We only have one tier available, and you can support us for only $2 a month. On there, we have exclusive B-sides content that we have. It's never going to get released to the public. That is for our Patreon subscribers only, and we currently have hours and hours of content on there for your listening pleasure. And there is also a chance for a new subscriber to win a T-shirt, so go ahead and if you choose to support us, you get a chance to win that T-shirt. And you can also find our Twitter handles, our personal Twitter handles. Um, J is at Jay Callow, and that's J-A-Y-C-O-L-E-A-U. Angel is at Angel underscore soundgirl. And that's A-N-G-E-L underscore S O U N D G I R L. You can find myself, uh, Chris G. I am at the bloodletting, spelled just like it sounds. And you can also find our additional host, Brian. You can find his handle at Brian P789. And just as a reminder, the show handle is at Use Guys
1: hi everybody welcome to the inaugural Use guys in that podcast actually we have video like this is not just chris yeah. and uh myself and angel bitching and complaining about things <laughs> for about 15 minutes this is an actual episode and we are uh, very pleased uh our friend from uh behind enemy lines uh california brian as we're going to call him uh he uh he wrote into the show and we've been talking back and forth he said he'd love to come on and first of all, thank you for your listenership. Uh secondly, uh I'm I'm delighted that you're here and I'd like to hear more about you and uh your basically I'd like to hear about your journey, like how you got to where you are now with whether, you know, regards to the liberty movement, how you came to uh, you know, to find it. Your 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 journey as a person, I we we would really be uh, love to hear that and then we can get into the California crazy if you don't mind.
4: <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, I, I uh I've lived in California my whole life. I'm in Southern California. Um, I think the going back to some of my earliest memories were playing football as a kid. And I always I do a lot of Zoom for work, so I always make the joke like yeah, you can't tell, but I'm I'm a very large individual. Uh, <laughs> So I, I played football. I went to private Catholic school, and I hated it um, after, I think, four years of pestering my mom and dad, like, I hate this school. I hate this school. They, uh, they had me tested for uh, my gate classes, and the, the school didn't offer any. So they're like, okay, we're going to pull you out and find a, a gate school. Um, started doing that playing football um and i I actually have some notes here because i've football i caused me uh was six concussions so my memory isn't isn't perfect
1: (laughs) understandably so
4: so yeah i i moved to school um played football kind of went back and forth like hey do i want to take over the family business do I want to play professional football because my mom's six one, my dad's six four, I'm gonna be big and I might I might be able to to play in the pros. So was I think my first you mentioned, you know, how I got started in the liberty movement. Um, I think like a lot of not like you, um I don't remember which one started as a communist, but <laughs>
1: that that was that was me that was me yeah. i'm a recovering marxist yes
4: yeah so i started on the other side of the northern spectrum uh, <laughs> i started as a, a neocon republican um you know i remember i was in 6th grade when september 11th happened and i wanted to turn the entire middle east to glass i'm like nuke them all blah, blah blah um I've, I've come a long way, <laughs> certainly. And, uh, so I remember, I think I was, I think I was in, uh, fifth grade. I didn't know that I was a, a neocon back then, but I was in, no, I was in 10th grade. Um, and my, my European AP European history teacher had us, who, that was my favorite class of all high school, but he had us do like a political spectrum quiz. And there wasn't a lower quadrant. It was, are you right or are you left? Um, and so like it was 15 questions. You answered a one to a four. Um, if you answered lower you were more right wing if you answered higher you were left wing um out of 15 points i think i scored a 16 oh wow (laughs) and the girl who sat next to me um i think out of 60 she scored a a 54 or 56 (laughs) so (laughs) like complete opposite
1: right right
4: and so I was like, oh, okay, like, because of that, I know that I'm, I'm right wing. Um, I never knew really about, about what a, a libertarian was or anything like that until I think about 2008. So I was a, I was a senior in high school and I actually wrote, wrote this down. <laughs> I remember seeing Ron Paul revolution signs. Um, before before everybody uh, gets their gets their panties in a butt, like oh he's a he's he's from Rome. No, I'm like I the exact thought I remember was that shit's gay as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it says love backwards in it. I'm like that's gay. So I was. It, it took me a little while longer after that. Um. So I. I got a scholarship to play football was uh i didn't really i've i still have have never voted um i i don't think i was i think i turned 18 just after the was it romney was the first one against obama
1: uh mccain was or the was first it, one
4: it was mccain yep. okay so I, I turned 18 just after that election um so I didn't get to vote. And then by the time the next election happened, I was off in a whole different deep. End. <laughs> so 2008, I was playing football in college. Um, I think I had already had like four concussions, but I was like, hey, I'm going to play in the pros. Um, then I blew my knee out and the doctors put me on you know, heavy, heavy doses of opiates. I was on Percocet. Oh shit. Um had to have surgery. They uh they were supposed to give me a nerve block in my hip to like totally numb my whole left side and they they forgot or they they're like, We've never had anybody that's as big as you, so we didn't know when you were gonna wake up. <laughs> so they're like, Here, we'll give you some painkillers And so they injected me with fentanyl. Um, so that was <laughs> wow yeah it's a good one and i was like hey i i feel great
1: <laughs> i imagine <laughs> I'm, so i I'm need to get
4: out of here right. and they're like no you... and i tried to like get up out of the hospital but they're like you you're not going to be able to walk out of here i'm like oh because like hospital and i've been laying down like you want to to put me in the wheelchair and then you know I." walk up into the the car. They're like, no, you can't walk for like six months. Mm -hmm. Oh shit. Wow. (laughs) So I was, I was on painkillers for, I think, I want to say like a good two, a month before surgery and a good two months after surgery. And so, you know, the, the thing with opiates is they cause, a a physical addiction um and they're very mentally addictive and so i was i was kind of I, my doctor told me he's like okay we're going to wean you off of these and i'm like but i'm still in pain doc he's like it's like okay well you know we'll we'll give you more and i kept doing that cuz i'm like i really was still in pain but i didn't realize that you know f- mental pain um like depression and things like that can can cause can manifest as physical pain so i was you know i had pretty much come to the realization like hey i'm not going to be able to to play professional football and i mean that was that was like my entire identity and so it was uh and feel free to stop me if you guys have questions or anything
1: yeah no problem man carry on please cool
4: um so I was uh was it was coming to the realization like I'm not gonna get to play in the pros. Um so I I just you know, the the fuck it switch if my brain just ticked on. <laughs> um I started uh I I was still even though I was wasn't able to play football, I still had a scholarship. Um it was a that was one of the, the rules. Like if you get injured playing your sport, um, they keep you on a scholarship. They just put you on a different program scholarship. And so I, I still could have continued going to school, but the bucket switch just clicked on and I started uh, doing ecstasy and mushrooms and like all the fun ones, right? Like Coke, um, <laughs> kind of forgot about opiates because I'm like, hey, these are really fun. Um, and, you know, then I I met a guy at at the the university that had a Oxycontin, 80 milligram pills. I was like, Ooh, like I remember the, I was taking like five milligram, 10 milligram Percocet. I'm like, Ooh, that's like 40 of those. (laughs) I'm like, or not 40. That's like eight of those. I'm like, that sounds great. So I, uh. Started doing those, um, got, you know, back physically addicted to those, and was still doing lots of coke and weed and mushrooms and ecstasy, Um, and then uh, it says my microphone appears to be noisy. Oh, okay,
3: yeah, it
4: sounds fine on our (laughs) end. Yeah, it
1: does sound fine on our end, I wouldn't worry about it.
4: Yeah. So then um I started uh, you know, oxycontin can be really expensive. Even though I'm I'm really close to Mexico, it still was you know, like fifty cents a milligram. So one one pill was like forty dollars. Um That's crazy. And when you're <laughs> well, I'm sure we you guys are you guys all from Ohio? Yes. Oh yeah. 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 I'm sure where you guys are at, like you would probably have paid a dollar a milligram.
1: It's yes. funny that you should mention that because <laughs> we just did a um, a use guys book club video uh, a couple of days ago about a, a book that uh, Christopher and I have both read called uh, Dreamland. It's by Sam Quinones, who is a uh, L.A. Times investigative reporter, and it's about the opioid epidemic that exploded. I guess the epic. I guess you'd call it the epicenter, Christopher, here in Ohio. And it was uh, yeah, it was a dollar a milligram. One dollar a milligram—it's insane. Yeah, there was
3: like Portsmouth, uh, Portsmouth, Ohio was like they had like a, a total like oxycontin-based economy in that town. It was like so bad <laughs> there, like for real, like not even like joking. Wow, like it's like they had an entire economy based on the trade of these
4: pills. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's it's worth more than than our fiat currency, but this is true. Some kind of use.
1: This is a fair point.
4: (laughs) Right. So, um, you know, those those pills are expensive. So I started selling. uh, I was I was doing a lot of coke, and I'm like, hey, if me and like four friends pool our money together, instead of going buying coke like a couple grams of coke every weekend, like we just buy an ounce and like sell half of it, we'd make our money back, and then we're not paying for oxy and coke.
2: That makes so, sense. That's logical. I can follow that.
4: Out. It's I, I tell I tell some people that they're like, That's fucking retarded. I'm like, it makes perfect like economical sense. It
2: does. <laughs> <laughs> it does, yeah. It it does. Does. yeah. The, the
3: economics are there. <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> so I uh, started selling Coke. Um had by then um, I fuck it switch was enabled i'm like i am i'm having way more fun like not going to class than i would in class so i'm just not going to go to class anymore um and according to my my scholarship like if i if i failed two semesters in a row i had lost my scholarship and i was like yeah like i haven't been to class in like two months so there's no way i'm gonna pass so i might as well just say drop out so that's what i did um I didn't. Well, I guess I I didn't tell anybody I dropped out, but I didn't tell anybody. <laughs> no. Right. So I just uh, mentally, I'm like, I'm dropped out. <laughs> um, so I I did that. Uh, I, I moved back in with my parents. That wasn't horrible, but um, it is. It was what it was. I couldn't party there, so I was spending a lot of time still in my my buddy's dorms um, and after I, I got kicked out of the dorms, they moved some uh, JRO or not J, he was in ROTC, I think. I don't know. He was like on his, his GI bill um, and like in the Marine Corps. And uh, he called the cops cause he like came into now his dorm, my old dorm and we were weighing out Coke bags and so he called the cops and cops came found a bunch of coke um so me and my my four buddies all got arrested um we went to jail uh i think before we got so my i called my mom i'm like hey like you know my bail is i think my bail was five thousand dollars i'm like i have have five thousand dollars can you just put the money up and then like i'll give it to you and then i'll just get get it back from court after i show up to my court date and everything because it's, it's less than you know losing 500 on on uh or i guess it was five thousand dollar bond bail would have been 500 i'm like hey can can we do that my mom said sure and uh luckily like i guess maybe two hours after I left the jail because my, my other buddy co-conspirator was, uh, trying to get bailed out like a couple hours after. And they had raised the, the bond to $50,000. Oh, wow. Because they said, Oh, you guys are, are trafficking. Um, you had more than uh, more than one bag. Oh, we had lots of bags. (laughs) we had more than one ounce. Wow. Um, so, and in my head, I'm like, oh shit. Like, I'm glad you didn't find half of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> like, My, I'm, my, my dad's, uh, and, and I'm an electrician. So like I had pulled if, pro tip, um, on your, your wall, there's usually outlets. Um, you can, take those screws off and pull the outlet out of the wall and you can stick lots of stuff in there. And the (laughs) the cops usually don't look there.
0: (laughs)
2: Just
4: uh, just shut the power off.
2: Yeah. That's, that is a really good, really good tip is also to turn (laughs) off the power because if you accidentally touch something, you're getting fried for as, sure. Man, I, oh,
1: as usual, the voice hurt. of reason from, from over there. Yeah, nice. Nice. Yes, thank you for that. Because <laughs> I don't think I'd think no, of that. Wait, like, I just so, start unscrewing shit and start stuffing fucking snow in there and be like, all right, we're gonna put I this shit it, away, uh, man. Right. You know? I had to replace <laughs>
2: like the light switch in the bathroom and I turned off like what I thought was the upstairs power switch, but the bathroom power switch is connected to a different like line not the line for the bathroom. I don't know why. It's the hallway one. So I went to go, and, like, I barely touched it, and it, like, sparked, and I'm like, oh, I'm glad that I didn't actually touch it because I would have probably died. (laughs) So, yeah, you have to be careful. You don't want to die by electrocution. I, I tried to pee on
1: an electric fence. Can you believe that? Like, that's how stupid boys are. Like, there was, like, I grew up, like, where I grew up, there's a farm behind my mom and dad's house. And they used to keep the cattle in by by electric fence. And I'm like, and we kept, like, cutting shit in half and trying to hang it on there. It's like, ooh, let's see if we can set it on fire. Because, you know, we're stupid. We're children. We don't understand how this works. <laughs> and finally, my buddy Nick, rest in peace, he's gone. He was like, oh, let's try to pee on it. Well, he tricked me. And I forgive him because, you know, he's not here anymore. So I can't even be mad at him. Um, and uh, he, he pretended like he was going to piss on it. And I was the one who was trying to piss on it. And I kept missing but that was a lucky shot because I'm like, how bad does this actually hurt? So I grabbed that fucker. And let me tell you, man, you can't let go. Like, I had to uh, look no, at your my hand. Dude, I looked your at my hand. I'm up. like, open, open, open. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it was a struggle, dude. Like, it was... It just for some
3: odd reason, it just reminded me of that old jingle from Ren and Stimpy that
1: "Don't whiz on
3: the
0: electric fence." <laughs>
3: I don't know if
1: you remember that. I remember. That. I do. Remember I remember. That. The, I remember the show, but I obviously <laughs> wasn't paying attention because I did, in fact, try. Right? To piss you obviously on me. weren't. Did not take the lesson. Did not take the lesson. Yeah.
5: My friends and I yeah. used to take turns just grabbing that
1: shit just to see who could do it the most. See, that's before I discovered marijuana. And then once that I once that I started getting high, I was like, who wants to play with the fucking electric fence, bro? We're going to <laughs> get stoned to go to Taco Bell. That's what we're going to do today. <laughs> that's funny. <You> know. <laughs> like you sorry. Grab the electric fence. I'm going to run for the border. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, we got off track. We got off track. We started talking about peeing yeah, on stuff. So, yeah,
3: this is what happens I'm... when we...
1: Yeah,
4: god go ahead, damn
1: it! To
3: yeah,
4: <laughs> California, Brian, okay, continue, continue. continue. Like the electrician in me is thinking like, if you took like a stick and started peeing and like hit your pee, so you like broke the stream up a little bit each each time. <laughs> like, that it might work. It you because it wouldn't complete the circuit.
2: Yeah.
4: <laughs> oh my god.
2: <laughs> <sighs> Which yeah. one of you four is gonna test that?
1: It ain't going to be – no, no, yeah, it ain't going to be me. me I man, mean, if I'm, you just
5: stood
2: far enough away, your pee would break up enough I, at
5: that point that chances are it wouldn't complete and shock you. But, like, yeah, stick for sure. Sure, fire away. Oh, yeah. I was going
3: to say, I, I've already been electrocuted before, and not into that, and I'm also not into pecker torture. That's no, that's no. not my thing. I, I am not a candidate for the Pain Olympics. No, thank <laughs> you. No, no, that's a firm, oh. no. firm <laughs> no. Firm no.
0: Firm no. Hard,
5: hard no.
3: Well, I mean, you electrocuted enough, it'll be a soft no, but... <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Aha. <laughs> Aha. Sorry, c- carry on, California, Brian. Go ahead.
4: <laughs> so, I, I think I was I was to the point where I got arrested. Um, so, I, I got out of jail. Um, pled, uh, it was, you know, luckily, I had two co-conspirators. Um, both get lawyers. And so they, the first plea deal they offered me was a year in, in county jail if I pled guilty. Um, I, I asked my public, I'm like, public defender, I'm like, what? He's like, never take the first offer. So I'm like, okay. Um, and then they, they dropped it to, uh, I don't remember if there were three or two offers, but the last offer I ended up with was uh, 40 hours community service and three years informal probation. So the, the community service in, in Cali is, is usually set so in, in community service. Well, I think it was called work service. You, you have to go around and pick up trash, like on the side of the freeway and stuff like that. So that was, it wasn't, it wasn't a year in jail. So that was pretty awesome. I thought, um, community service, uh, and I had three years of informal probation, um, which basically just to me meant like, don't get caught doing anything dumb. Um, it was, I didn't have a probation officer. I didn't get drug tested. I didn't do anything. It was just don't get arrested again. So I'm like, okay, I think I can do that. I almost didn't make that, but, uh, um, so I, I was like, okay, you know, I should probably not, not be selling coke, but I'm not getting drug tested, so I'm just going to use them again. Um, so I was doing a lot of a lot of coke, mushrooms, weed, uh, ecstasy. Um, still doing every now and then like I, I would find some oxys. Um, and then I met somebody and was, was trading her coke for oxys. Um, so I had a steady supply I knew I could always get coke Uh, so I had a steady supply of hoxies so I started using them I was using first I was doing like a half of one a day which isn't which is a lot like if you've never taken them before Um, but I I got up to I think taking five 80 milligram pills a day Wow. um, which is like would absolutely kill somebody that doesn't have a tolerance um like a hundred percent would kill someone um so i was like hey you know i'm not getting high like i used to like i just kind of get like a little bit high and 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 more just relaxed um and then i met i met somebody who said that they could get heroin like whoa like that's the king opiate like i'm gonna i'm gonna have to try it at least once or I think I said, I didn't say at least once I have to try it once um, and then I'm never going to try it again so we, we went we picked up some heroin I smoked it and like after I finished it I'm like let's go get some more oh. <laughs> which was dumb but so I I uh, started buying heroin um, by, by then I think I I was off probation by then. Um, So I I started, you know, buying lots of heroin. I moved completely away from the the pills to heroin. Um, Started, you know, each time you, you start a new drug, you meet lots of connections to people that, like, you never knew existed before. I don't know if, like, the first time when you guys smoked weed, and then you're like, oh, wow, like, there's all these people and like that guy knows where to get mushrooms and like that guy knows where to get this yeah um it was it was really it's it's a odd like subculture <laughs> what year,
1: what year was this
4: um uh, probably 2012
1: Okay, so this is this is fairly recently that this uh this was going on. The reason why I'm asking you this is because I I think I'm the oldest one in the group. I'm a little bit older than Christopher, and uh, Brian with with a Y is the baby. Um, I was in high school. He was in high school. I I can't speak for the whole group, but I can tell you this: that growing up in the 80s and 90s, uh, the most abused drug that we get our hands on was alcohol very easily. The second place one was marijuana, and the third place one was acid. Powders were extremely difficult to come by. Even like, and here's the other thing too, like you were free. You were, I guess, you would call it free basing heroin uh, when you you were smoking it. Like, like back when we were kids, like we grew up during the um the HIV scare and the AIDS scare. So hypodermic needles were incredibly terrifying because we had people literally like there was no take this pill and you can live with HIV and like, you know, you can live a normal life. Yeah. Like it was, it was a death sentence essentially. So in order for people to really get pushed to the needle was that, that would require a lot of force and for powder to find us almost kind of, we're not in the middle of the country, but we're further enough in that powder is going to take effort. You know what I mean? As opposed to someone who lives in California or lives on any of the, either coast, I think it'd be a lot easier because you're closer to the ports of entry where that stuff is going to come in. So sorry to interrupt Whoa. you. I was just curious. Go ahead, please. No,
4: you're good. Yeah, so I, I, to me, it was a, it was a pretty easy switch. I was, I was already smoking oxy pills, uh, and I, I forgot to mention um, another big reason why. I I don't remember what the exact year was. It might have been 2012, but um, the FDA made it illegal for, I think it was Purdue to sell their, the oxies that you could crush up and like smoke. Um, and you could crush up and inject and so they became like a freaking plastic pill Um, if you tried to smoke it it would just end up like plastic goop that you couldn't do anything with Um, so I'm like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna switch to to heroin because like that you can always smoke that Um, so that was that was another big kind of step up in my my addiction was, I think the, the FDA, I don't remember what exactly they said they had to do, but they made it to where you couldn't smoke, um, the the 80 milligram oxys. So I, I was yeah, I was mentioning about like the kind of new web of people I was introduced to. Um, so I met people that could get meth, could get, uh, pretty much any drug that, that you can imagine. Um, so I, I'm like, Hey, like, I'm like, how, how much does, does meth cost? Cause I had never tried it. And they're like, Oh, it's like, it's like 10, 15 bucks a gram. I'm like, okay. And then I asked other friends like, Hey, how much, like, how much does meth cost? They're like, like 25 bucks a gram. I'm like, shoot, that's 10 bucks a gram. So I, I started, uh, I'm like, how much can I get for, for a hundred (laughs) bucks? If dude would tell me like 15 grams. I'm like, well, shit. like, that's a no brainer. Um, I started selling meth to buy heroin. Um, since I got, uh, as I, as I was doing, could afford to do more and more heroin. Um, you know, my, my tolerance went way up and I'm like, okay, like this, this seems like a, to me, it made total, again, economic sense. Like I'm going to, I'm going to switch and like shoot up half of it, um, and smoke part of it. And so like, I'll only shoot up like a 10th of what I normally smoke. Um, because it's like, it's like three times as strong. Um, and that way I can save money because it was burning a fricking hole in my wallet. Um, so i started doing uh like tried to learn how to inject it was rough learning how um and within i think i think like two months i was back to using like as much as i was when i was smoking like my my tolerance went skyrocketed again so it only saved me for like three months um then I, this is where it kind of gets a little bit hazy, but, um, I got my, my first like abscess. Can you guys still hear me? Okay.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep.
4: Cool. So I got my first abscess. Um, I didn't know what the hell was wrong. I thought I like, I don't remember. I thought I like missed my vein. Um, and it turns out I didn't, it just, uh. I had some kind of contaminant on the needle and it got infected and like an abscess is, I don't know if you guys know what an abscess, but for, for listeners abscess is like an infection pocket underneath your skin. Um, and I mean, by, by then I was already freaking injecting myself. So I didn't think it was that gross. Uh, and yeah. uh, And I think by then I was, I was smoking meth too, because I, I was using so much heroin that even selling it, I wasn't, I didn't know enough people to sell enough to make um, as much as I needed to use. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm working as an electrician, so I'm going to, and like, I would be sick for like, you know, two days while I'm, I'm waiting for my paycheck to come in and I'm like, okay, like, I have to get up and work. I'm paid hourly. Um, so I started smoking meth to be able to get up and go to work when I was sick. Wow. Um, <laughs> and I I was talking to a counselor about this, and I'm, she's like, did, did you like meth? I'm like, no, I fucking hated it. She's like, then why'd you do it? I'm like, because I had to do it so I could get more heroin.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Sounds like a vicious cycle. It it
4: was. um. So then you know i was I was doing all of that um I was I was getting more and more abscesses. I don't know if you guys can see it, let me see this light doesn't mess it up too much, so I don't know if you guys can see my arms, yeah, oh yeah, 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 so it's like that on on both arms,
1: Wow, um,
4: it's like scar tissue, yep, yeah. so my they. My, uh, you know, this, all this time I'm working with my dad or for my dad, my dad owns the company. Um, he thought I was like drinking and partying too much and like come to work hungover or whatever. My son was dope sick. Um, and you know, he, he started noticing like, um, I was, I was using the company gas card and selling gas to people to also supplement my income for heroin. Um, and so he's like, he's like, dude, even if you drove like 90 miles an hour for for 24 hours a day, you would not be able to use this much gas. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. So I, I finally broke down. I admitted it to him. He's like, I'm like, I just had to help out my friend because they needed gas. They're broke. He's like, he's like, okay, dude, don't don't fucking do it again. Um. So I then I. Started doing it again. I um, thought I was I was being slick, but I would uh I would bum rides from people and be like, "No, Dad, like I had to go to here to get this or do that." Um, but and then I, I met somebody, and he would only want premium gas, and work trucks don't take premium gas. So <laughs> that's how I got caught again. Um, my dad's like, uh, you know, he was he was getting ready to fire me. Um, and he's like, his, his, uh, his wife, my, my stepmom, was, uh, was pretty suspicious of me. She's like, there's no way that, you know, he can, he can make, like, I see his paychecks. I know how much his rent is. Like how can he still be barely making rent and, you know, every other month need a couple hundred bucks to pay rent and this and that. Um, so she, my dad's like, let me see your arms. And, uh, so I rolled up my sleeves and, you know, it, it didn't look like what you would envision a heroin addict's arms look like. Most heroin addicts don't have, you know, their entire arms raw with abscesses.
0: Right. Um,
4: and so he's like, he didn't, he didn't know what it was. Um, he's like, you know, he's like, is somebody like tying you up and like kidnapping you? And I, I couldn't tell him what it was. I'm like, no. And I was just crying. He's like, you know, partly because I'm like, I'm a fuck up. Like I let my dad down. uh, And partly because I'm like, I don't want to stop using drugs. Um, And so he, uh, he was like, you know, Hey, like we, whatever it is, like, we'll help you. And then he, he's like, was it drugs? And like, I couldn't say yes. I just shook my head. Yes. He's like, all right, well, we're going to the hospital and, Either way, like even if I wanted treatment or not, like we had to, to treat my arms. Um uh, they they legitimately thought they were gonna have to uh to amputate my arms. Oh wow uh, Jesus. Yeah. So we got to the doctor, um they they thought I was just I was trying to get like painkillers at the doctor's office. I'm like, no dude, like look at my arms. <laughs>
2: Like, and no, like, well, like, I ha- I can get heroin. I don't need the fucking, you know, painkillers, yeah. like, that you're going to give right. me. I ain't going to do
4: shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, so, like, the doctors are like, okay, well, we're going to give you antibiotics. Um, and we're going to test your test your arms and see, like, if it's staffed or whatever. And then we're going to send you home. And it's uh, on you to, I'm like, you guys don't have, like, treatment facilities. They're like, um, do Do you want to go to a treatment facility? Like, we can't have you here. Like, once you're, you know, once we once we give you antibiotics, we have to kick you out. <laughs> I'm like, look at my fucking arms. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, and so I I find, I convinced them to like let me stay until my tests came back, and they came back positive for MRSA. Um, so then they're like, oh. <laughs> We're giving you the wrong antibiotics. We got to give you, I uh, think it was like Simpro, which is what they used for anthrax. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was it was gnarly. And another, I forget what other um, antibiotic. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, you know, like maybe like they really scared me. They thought they're they they told me they they might have to amputate my arms. Like I was I was for sure scared. I'm like, okay, like maybe I want to get, so my mom was with me. She was calling different like detox facilities. Um, I, I was like, okay, like I'm, I'm actually going to do this. Um, went to the detox facility. It was nice. Cause I, cause I was positive for my, so they, I couldn't have anybody else in my room. Um, so I didn't have to share a room with anybody.
0: <laughs> right.
4: So that was, that was positive. Um, i they they put me on a a drug called suboxone which if i would have had to come off of like cold turkey off of all that heroin i probably wouldn't have stayed with it um and it was i was i was in detox i think i was in the detox facility for 32 days um because they wouldn't let me go to an inpatient um, like rehab until my arm, arm wounds were closed. Um, so I, I, never went to a, an actual in-person, like stay over the night rehab. Um, I was doing like, they call it partial hospitalization protocol, I think is what the last PHP. Okay. Um, so I would go like 8am in the morning to my little program. Like we'd have all the counseling and stuff um, then I would, I'd get picked up at like five o'clock at night. It was kind of like a, a nine to five. Um, it was, it was pretty helpful. Um, I still remember this, uh, so you're, you're with heroin addicts, meth addicts. Um, there was one guy that was, was in because he was addicted to, uh, drinking Robitussin. Oh, wow. Um, I don't know. If you've ever heard of it, the, the active ingredient I've done it before The active ingredient in it Is uh, Dextromethorphan
1: Isn't that what they call yeah. Robo-tripping Robo-tripping, yeah yeah, robo-tripping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah
4: yeah It's It's fucking gnarly Like
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's a choice word <laughs> the, the only The only Power More powerful experience I've ever had um, was DMT But like, acid, mushrooms, ecstasy, none of that has anything on robot tripping. What? That's really fucking gnarly. Wow. Dude,
2: like, you'll <laughs> throw up, like, crazy, though, like, at first when you first do it. Like, I had a bunch of friends that would do it. I never did it because I was like, I, I don't know. I don't want to throw up because I watched them do it, and then they, like, puked. And I'm like, I hate throwing up. So, like, I just never did it. But you'll throw up a bunch, I guess. So. That's
4: spooky. Yeah. Mine, mine came out the other end.
1: <laughs> and once again, we're right back where we fucking started before the show. Come full circle. God damn it! You can't God stop. damn it! You
2: can't stop the Trotsky trots, dude.
1: No, Christ stop. on a cross, you can't, man. Wow. Get it, get
4: it. it was. I I remember. Um, so I, I, it it I could feel nature calling, and I'm like, okay, like I have to go to the bathroom. I was with my buddies. We were tripping. I'm like. I went in there, and, like, time started to distort while I was in there. And, like, I literally watched the universe end and a new universe be born, like, up until the point I had gone into the bathroom. And I'm like, like, wow, I just watched, I was in the bathroom for a literal eternity.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is wild. This is wild. Okay. All right. All right. So... Personal experience. Uh, Brian, uh, Brian with a Y. Uh, yeah. don't be writing any of this shit down, okay? You stick to no, the fuck no, you no. playing. <laughs> just play with the mushrooms in West Virginia. Don't be sitting yeah. on any Robitussin okay? But no, I'm taking
5: a shit in the woods on shrooms, that was enough for me. That was <laughs> we had this real cheap toilet paper with us, and I just remember like pulling it out of my bag and I was like, No toilet paper should see war before it sees my asshole. Like that's just <laughs> It shouldn't be like that. That's that's it,
1: that's marvelous. It was, it was a bad that's night. Marvelous. I mean it was it was hilarious,
5: but like you feel like you're standing out there for like 3 hours and you can hear people like talking at camp and it's just like they were laughing cuz they know exactly what's happening. Right. And, just, and it's dark and you're just like looking around and you're like, "Oh fuck, like I wish I could just hurry this up." But it hasn't even been that long, but it's like it's been forever at the same time. But oh man, no, I didn't know Robitussin, though.
4: Oof. No, I'll stay away. I'm not I don't want that.
1: Yeah, fair enough. I think, I think the
4: first... No, the, the bathroom maternity was the first time I did it. I tried it again, like, maybe a uh, couple weeks after that. And uh, I fell asleep, because it, it can be, like, sedating. And uh, I had the most vivid dreams that I was being attacked by tigers. and I And it makes you itchy. And I woke uh. up. And, like, I looked like I got attacked by tigers because I was just scratching, clawing the shit out of myself while I was asleep. And I was, like, still wow. clawing the chips, I'm like, oh, my God, where's the fucking tiger? Wow.
1: <laughs> this is something else. It's, okay.
4: It's it's not a whole lot of fun.
1: No, no, that doesn't sound fun at all. It
4: sounds like, like some Nightmare not. on Elm
5: Street stuff.
4: Yeah,
1: like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Sorry, I, I'm sorry we got this, uh, uh, sidetracked on RoboTrip, and so please carry on uh, about, uh, yeah, that's how we got started, is somebody in your group was uh, in there for uh, abusing robotussin. Yeah. so I'm sorry, please that's continue. Right.
4: And so, I, I forgot to mention, so I think I was, I was in detox for like a week or something, um, and I forgot to mention, so I, I met a girl in there, it's the best place to meet women, that's always my joke. <laughs> um was uh got out like we were kind of dating um things started to get serious i i now know she had no interest in stopping her her heroin and meth addiction um and she was like just just getting her parents off of her back for a little bit before she started to, to use again um so we started dating and and uh she convinced me to to relapse, um, which was like in in Narcotics Anonymous or AA, like they say where where you stop, if you pick up again, that's where you'll end up. So like my I was I was really worried. I hear stories about like people go into detox, they get out, they start using as much as they did when they first went in, and like they overdose. So I'm like, I really was nervous about ODing. So I'm like, okay, like I'm only going to start with a little bit. Um, and within like a month, I was back using the exact same amount as I was when I stopped. Um, and, you know, my, my, like uh, guess I was looking better. I was feeling better. And like when your parents know once that, that, kind of walls broken like your parents know that you're doing this like they can pick up on the signs pretty quick mm-hmm. I'm sure so, like i think between the first time when i first started using and like i i my dad asked me and i i admitted it to him i think i used for about six years something like that no it's got to be i used uh i think i did heroin for like four years but like pills and everything about six years. Um, yeah. Cause I, I started using pills in in like freshman year of high school. Um, and then, uh, you know, your, your parents picked up on it pretty quick. They, they drug tested me. Um, I went back to detox back on Suboxone. Um, and then it, it took me, you know, I, I was still dating the girl. Um, I think the best, the best thing she ever did for me was break up with me. Um, I look back. I'm like, thank God.
1: (laughs) I can imagine. Yeah. Blessing
3: in disguise.
4: It, It really, really was like, we, we had been dating for, I think two months. And like, she convinced me to, to ask her to marry me. Like all this, she was, I'm pretty sure she had She was either I think she was bipolar And um, Narcissistic personality disorder <laughs>
1: That's wow. a fucking combo man that's, Yeah that's yeah. one
3: That's a mighty cocktail That's, that's the fucking yeah. Wombo combo
4: Yeah
2: <laughs> Did she also have rage Like with that Was she like Kind of yeah. like angry And stuff all the time And Um So I'm, I
4: don't I don't know if it was if it was NPD or if it was, I forget what the half one is. Borderline person. Borderline. I think that's what she was because like she would go from like, fuck you. I fucking hate you to like, you don't even care about me. Um, like go from like super aggro to like innocent and I'm the bad guy to like back and forth. All the time
1: i dated a girl like that no bullshit. when she didn't take her medication she was absolute fu- i mean she she was more evil than than you can imagine and then you cool. know a couple of days later oh i'm sorry this that and the other thing and i'm like yeah yeah no this is definitely not going to work out you keep you know cool. stick to delivering pizzas and i'm going to go ahead and not talk to you anymore uh i can't <laughs> handle no that's wild and then if you throw drugs in the middle of that wow Wow, yeah. that's... Uh, so that
3: just that just exacerbates everything.
1: Absolutely. That's crazy. Absolutely. Sorry, carry yeah. on, man.
4: So I, I went back to detox, same detox facility, um, back on Suboxone, which, like, I, I see a, a lot of memes and stuff, like, because I try and follow people all over the political spectrum. I don't want to be in an echo chamber. Um, I see a lot of, like, you know, kind of, Neoconish people that are like, we we don't like Suboxone. I'm like, why why don't you like Suboxone? And they're like, well because, like everybody just uses it and then to fill in the gap between they when they get their heroin. I'm like, okay, well like I was a heroin addict for years, and yeah, I relapsed in the middle, but well not in the middle, like towards the end, um. But like. It, it legitimately helped me so much. Um, so, like, if, if anybody out there is listening to this, you know, there's there's lots of, like, yeah, it's it sucks to have to take another drug. But it's, it's a lot easier when you can just go to the doctor. I think that was one of the things we emailed about, too, is, like, if you could just go to, like, a pharmacy and say, hey, I'm a heroin addict. I need Suboxone. And they said, here's some Suboxone. Like that would be way better than having to, you know, try and go through your insurance and like the the stigma, getting locked up, having to detox in prison, like all that shit. I think it would be way better just to be able to go to a pharmacy and say, hey, I'm a, I'm a heroin addict. I don't want to do heroin. Can I try something else? Oh yeah, sure. Because I don't like, I have, I still consider some, some people in NA and AA don't consider like if you're using a drug like Suboxone to be, because it is an opiate, but sure. Um, so they don't consider that to be clean time. Um, I, I do, I still count it. So the last day that, that I used heroin was uh, seven, 10, 20, that's yeah, it's, good. It's yeah, Mazeltov,
1: Mazeltov. Mazel good for
4: you. Congratulations. So, yeah, for thank real. You. So I, I say, hey, I've got four years clean. Um, three of them, I was on Suboxone, but I was, you know, the whole time tapering down off of my Suboxone, which it's it's nowhere near as as painful um, in a in a short period of time as getting off of heroin heroin sucks to get off of um but with suboxone you're kind of taking all that pain and just like extending the period of time so it's, it's nowhere as intense but you do feel it for longer which and i've been off suboxone off of it for about a year and a half so excellent it's uh yeah it was it's, it's not fun to get off of, but like I was, and I guess that that's where it kind of leads into, um, like how I got involved with, uh, kind of considering myself an anarchist and, and stuff like that. Um, so I was, I was always like, I I joke about how, uh, back in the day I, I called myself, I'm, I'm fiscally, uh, fiscally or economically liberal and socially conservative, Mm -hmm. um, that whole trope.
1: (laughs) Sure. Yeah, no.
4: And so now I'm like, well, why don't you just be a, a quote unquote liberal um, like laissez faire liberal, like all the time, like, why does it matter? And I think, you know, I think it was, it must've been Instagram. Um, you know i started following like a lot of a lot of your your political gram instagrammers um and you know they i think the big one was uh it it was a uh, whiskey and rebellion and he's gone through like four name changes oh yeah yeah got four counts band um and i <laughs> i sent him a message like about a year ago he was like you know, and ask me anything, and I'm like, I don't have a question. I just want to say thank you for radicalizing me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant! I love that. That's a great line. Excellent.
4: And so, you know, that was when I when I went to detox the second time. Um, it was like I got out, and within two months, I was back in. Um, and so the the all the counselors and everything were like dude, like, we really thought you had this shit and, like, we were never going to see you again. I'm like, yeah. They're like, what, like, <laughs> how, how did that happen? I'm like, pointing to my girlfriend. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, put all the blame on her. No. I chose <laughs> to do it, but um, and so like I was getting ready to leave for the second time and they're like, like, how do we know, how, how do you know, how do you know that you want to stay sober? like what happens in, in two months, four months. And I'm like, well, you know, it's, I'm like, I don't like other outside things dictating what I, I can and can't do. So like if you're, if you're an addict, like you can't not use, like you have to put that in your body. And if you don't, like you're going to feel like shit. So like you have outside forces acting on you. Um, so that's, that's kind of why uh how I started to to look into like anarchism um I I started I kind of have started listening to Tom Woods and uh he uh the first I I think I listened to one episode of him and he was like interviewing some some like Roman Catholic person that's like high up not high up in the church but like Roman Catholic author, I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> <laughs> I, I stopped listening to him for like a, a while. Um, was listening to uh to uh like prepping guides and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, like I actually I actually can get behind this stuff. Um and uh I I think I picked back up uh Tom Woods and I'm like, okay like you know, I, I think he's kind of a nerdy guy, but, like, he actually knows the philosophy and stuff. Um, and then uh, I started listening to – I followed – uh that's how I, I found you guys, actually, was uh, Sally Agorist. Oh, um, wonderful. <laughs> yeah,
2: Sal's awesome.
4: I, I followed him on Instagram for probably two years before I found out he had a podcast. Oh wow. I'm like, oh he's, he has a podcast and I started listening to I'm like, what's what's Agorism?
1: <laughs> right on.
4: Um so I, I started I I went on his website, I like ordered a bunch of books. I'm like, oh shit, like I've always been doing this. Like now I actually have a term like that, that I can identify as. Like this is awesome. Um and so now, you know. Learning from South-South, the first thing he says is a planted garden. Like, I've I've got, even in California, I've got four and a half acres.
1: Oh, wow. Um, Very cool.
4: So, it came with a bunch of citrus trees, um, and I've planted a couple avocados, like tomatoes. I've got a whole pantry full of jams and tomato sauce and ketchup. and.
1: you really have avocado
4: awesome.
2: trees
1: on your property?
2: That's really cool.
4: I have two, and... They both almost died because my my well pump broke and I was on vacation. Oh no! Um, Shit. And I, I had to trim them way back, and I I actually got my first avocados um, since since I moved in. So that was I was so happy. I'm like I'm never gonna get these avocados. I had to trim the trim the tree way back too far. Right. Like.
1: But I got to oh, yeah. ask you like between like you know obviously we get we get our avocados from Mexico because they're stamped they're avocados from Mexico and uh <laughs> I want to know like if you let's say if you went to your local shop and you bought an avocado there versus what you grew it, there has to be a flavor difference is there
4: Oh yeah Like I'm so jealous right
1: to... now. I can't even begin to tell you how jealous I am. I fucking love I avocado, man.
4: Okay. I I've, I've actually met a couple people that like, hate avocado. Um,
2: well, they can get like, the hell guys, out of here because avocado is delicious. That, this
1: is crazy. <laughs> That's just crazy. What do you mean you don't like avocado, man? No, avocado is good. That's awesome. That's like, very cool.
4: Like, avocados taste amazing when you buy them in the store um, until you grow them yourself. And then it, it ruins every other avocado. God damn it. <laughs> like, I... I, I was experimenting with growing lettuce. Um, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I'll just plant a couple and and see how it turns out. Um, you know, I, I have like all, all of my, my orchard is citrus or was citrus. Um, I'm like, you know, I've, I've built these beds. I'm like, I'm going to plant some, some, uh, some lettuce and just, just test it out. Um, and like, you know, I played football for 16 years though. like I wasn't, I wasn't big on salads. Um, <laughs> <laughs> your, your son plays football too, right?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, he does, and he and You won't find him eating anything that's green. Un- <laughs> I mean, unless it's candy, I guess that's about it.
4: I so from from freshman year in high school to senior year in high school, I went from uh, freshman year I was six foot three, uh, 180 pounds. Um, and senior year, I was six foot seven and a half, three hundred and thirty 330 pounds. Oh, so Jesus Christ. My...
2: Wow.
1: Wow. You were a monster, dude. Yeah. Wow. Tremendous. Uh, what else are you growing on your property, man? Like, are you got anything else going on?
4: Tomatoes. Um, I've got a lot of, I have a huge banana tree, uh, um, really? which they're, so good. It, it freaks me out the first time I tried them because, like, if you buy a banana in the store, like, yeah. it's soft all the way through. A mm-hmm. um, homegrown banana has kind of a, like, there's actual feed pods in them that they have a little bit of a crunch when you bite into them. So, like, they're soft and then it's like crunch. So it, it freaks me out um, until I started, like, I started talking to a couple people, and they're like, "No, that's that's normal."
2: Oh. <laughs> yeah, the shit you get at the store is not normal,
4: right? Like the yeah, say all bananas. the all the
3: bananas we get in the store have been cloned.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Yep, yep. I think I think unless you're buying like plantains, every single banana across the U.S. has the same genetic makeup.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a hundred percent correct. Yep,
4: shit's wild.
1: It is wild. And plantains, from what I understand in South America, they treat them almost like potatoes, right? Because that's almost like they're um they it's they, they it's a starch they yeah. put into whatever dish that they're going to make as a complement or they mix it in. And it has a completely different flavor profile from what I understand.
5: Yeah. It's like a sweet potato.
1: That's pretty rad. So what the you're in Southern California, you're able to grow bananas there? Yeah. I don't know why I was thinking you had to be in a tropical uh, in a tropical environment to grow bananas. It's
4: it's pretty damn hot out here, like nine months out of the year.
1: Oh God, I'd be dead. Oh, <laughs> I'd be <laughs> so dead. Like
3: like uh, As chubby fellas, don't fare well in triple
1: Oh Trip Christ, D. man! <laughs> like i like I'm I'm fucking. If I if it wasn't for the freckles, I'd be fucking transparent. I would die <laughs> so fast.
4: <laughs> That's why you need solar. So that's, that's what I do now is I sell solar and uh battery storage systems.
1: Oh, no um, shit. Oh, nice.
4: Yeah. So like the, the first, well, I moved in the, the people before me, Oh, our bill was like 200 bucks a month, which in, in California, like that's, that's on the average spectrum for your, your power bill. Right. Um, I I was like okay you know I I kept my temperature the way I like it like seventy one, um. My first bill is six hundred and fifty dollars.
2: Oh my gosh!
4: <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. That, so that makes my
3: butthole <laughs> pucker thinking about that. Jesus,
4: Jesus Yep.
1: Wow. So that's how you got into Uh, it. Like, is there, there has to be a pretty lucrative market there since you have a lot of sunshine there most of the time. Correct.
4: Yeah. I mean, California, I think where I'm at in California, we pay the highest, um, the highest rate, the average rate in the U S. So like we sell a lot of solar and battery storage, um, And then there's like out where I'm at is is kind of fire prone. So, um, the power company will like, if there's, if there's a fire or if it's really hot and windy, they shut our power off. Jesus. So like, I, I was like, I can't have that shit. Like I have, most of my, my irrigation comes from a well. I'm like, I need, I need backup power. Um, so I I had a uh, I put in a couple power walls as well and so like a lot of people where I live um, there's there's a lot of and it <laughs> I was listening to one of one of uh, Sal's podcasts and he talks about uh, you know the the stimulus and he's like I'm like that's tax money like it's 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 bad to to take that money from the government.
1: I remember this. I was
4: like, no, fuck that. Fuck that. Yep. (laughs) That's your money. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. A hundred percent.
4: I'm like, okay. um, So like, I'm going to, there's, there's tax breaks for installing, uh, solar and batteries. Um, and there's, there's even bigger tax breaks for batteries. If you're in a fire zone and, and on a well, so I'm like, well, shit, like I ran a whole big marketing campaign. I'm like, Hey, these, these power walls are, you know, you, you have to put the money in up front, but you get it back in like. Pays for
0: itself
3: over time.
4: Yeah. I'm like, we have zero interest, no money down loans that it's, it's free.
0: <laughs> right.
4: So wow, that's that awesome. Was, I, I, I did well this year because of that
2: that's good
1: yeah you're doing you're you're a hell of an agorist that's for goddamn sure i'll tell you right. that's excellent um i wanted to ask you about uh the california crazy when it comes to um we uh we where we live we're a little bit more fortunate and uh i still don't i'm not 100 percent happy with the way things are with regards to firearms and uh that's a topic that comes up usually every conversation uh we um On this show, we believe that we should be able to go to a Walmart and buy a fully automatic M60 without a background check. Fucking belt fed. Belt (laughs) fed. I don't don't think I should have to fill anything out. Um, Now, in California, you guys, and I don't mean you, I mean the people that rule uh, that uh, part of the world, you have some pretty strict regulations when it comes to... Now, I understand that the magazine capacity was struck down by a court, but still, do you have waiting periods? Do you have, do they still restrict your magazines, even though there's been a judgment against that law? Like, tell me what it's like out there.
4: So I've, I've never legally um, owned a firearm because I was, I was a felon before I was 21.
1: Oh, I see. Um, so, okay. <laughs>
4: um, but I, I do know that, I believe it's for any gun, there's a minimum... I think it's at least, I think it's a three or a seven day waiting period for any gun um, shotguns included. Like you can't just go to a store and buy a shotgun. Um, And I think handguns, I I could be mistaken. I want to say 30 day waiting period um, for a handgun. Fuck. And, uh, you know, that
2: is ridiculous.
4: Now you have to file a, is it 4473 is that what the the background check is like the knicks
1: i don't know what the name of the form is um okay but yeah i know what you're talking about yeah
4: to buy to buy ammo
1: what wait a minute to buy ammunition (laughs) you need you need a background check (laughs) to buy ammo
3: Fucking kiss my asshole with your
1: tongue out. Fuck that. I'm kind of <laughs> speechless right now. You, need, per- you yeah. need You need to ask for permission to buy ammo. Yep. I Is could there say- a
5: limit to how much you can buy at any given time, too?
1: I don't believe so. Okay. Oh, well, thank hey, God for thanks. that, you know. Well, isn't <laughs> that like...
5: Right. Isn't that part of like... Uh, shit, I'm trying to remember what Biden's plan was. Like $200 tax on everything you own. And then you'd have to do a background check anytime you want to buy ammo too. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Good luck
4: with yeah, that. Yeah, he wanted to. Uh, he wanted a two hundred dollar tax on on thirty round mags too. Oh yeah. Yes. Anything over fifteen rounds. Yeah. Well, you
1: know, once again, uh, I can't help but share my lamentation that I have an obsession with. Um, we have uh, we're in the Great Lakes region, and there's uh, <laughs> there's a lot of water. And um, I am all I'm a risk taker. I, I, I like to live on the edge. and uh, I love boating. and unfortunately, I have been I am O for like 40 on the water. I don't know what it is. That's why I think it's a simulation. Because every time hey, I go out, it's going to be a winner though. What's that?
5: Next time you're going to make it Oh I
1: know I, I feel it right now That's why I play the Powerball I know that the next time is always going to be the winner But uh, <laughs> um, yeah I just uh, I can't and by the way uh, If anybody uh, watching or listening If you want to raise awareness about the Dangers of boating while handling Firearms we have a great selection of merchandise That raises awareness For you and your friends Go check out our website. Go check out our store. We have, I mean, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of holidays coming up. We've got Hanukkahs coming up, okay, and we've got Christmas. We've got Kwanzaa. We've got New Year. Then they have the Orthodox uh, uh, Christmas. We celebrate everything here. Uh, the, the winter solstice. I don't give a fuck. Buy a shirt. Let people know that you're aware of the dangers while bo- of boating while carrying firearms. Um, I don't know why I like to shoot fish. I'm not sure. I can, I, can throw the, I, I can throw a rod just fine, but I like to shoot fish. I don't understand. Um, to buy ammunition, I could literally send my 17-year-old down to the fucking corner store and tell him to pick me up shells, and they would sell the shells to him because we're not that communist yet. It's a I, little tougher I, right
5: <laughs> now, though, just from supply. Well, yeah,
1: we don't have enough because everybody I, started <laughs> buying them.
5: <laughs> oh fuck it's never gonna be yeah. not that like, i
1: need them not once again this isn't about me this is about other people who are fortunate not to have lost their guns <laughs> hypothetically i mean I, I i i don't need any of that stuff obviously right i've got i've got these two big meat hooks right that's that that's how i'm a right. tough guy mm-hmm. yep. pow, sure pow. right You're exactly the right clamp. in a kissa um
4: my, my 3d printers for uh dungeons and dragons See,
1: <laughs> I knew it yeah. I knew it it's for toys God damn it I don't know what right. the suspicion Tabletop is for
3: RPGs baby I have no idea what the yep.
1: suspicion is for um oh, before man. I uh, before before we get into some uh, current events um, first of all thank you for sharing that amazing story it was um, I, I, I you're lucky to be here man. Like, you're lucky to still yeah. be among the living, and that's a good thing. Uh, Mazel Tov on the four years, I don't give a shit how you did it. And uh, and if anybody <laughs> judges you for doing that, they can go fuck themselves. And I mean that very sincerely. However you get off the H train is is wonderful. I mean, I, if people, like, again, as anarchists, I, I, I firmly support your right to do it. I, I think that you should have you be able to buy it wherever you want to, whatever. But understand, and I hope there's a lot of people that, you know, that listen to our show that'll take this as a, maybe a cautionary tale, like to be very careful. You know, you, you're, it's, you're very fortunate to still be here. I'm glad that you still are here. And uh, I am absolutely jealous of your avocado tree. Like, I can't even stop thinking <laughs> me, about it. Me too, man. And me now too. that I have your contact information, don't be surprised. When I'm like, uh, hey, California, Brian, um, you know, uh, you got a Venmo? I'm gonna send you some money. Maybe you send me some avocado. That'd be nice. <laughs> and yeah, he's yeah, gonna got- answer. He's gonna be like, you know what, Jay? I'm so, you know, darn. We had fires and communism, and I don't have any for you. <laughs> Jesus. No, I'm just kidding. But um, I, uh, I wanted to switch gears here to some current events, which I'm sure that most people are uh, aware of what's going on and i'm not really gonna you know get into that so much but i want to talk about polling uh specifically because i have a professor of mine in my program who worships at the altar of nate silver and if anybody who doesn't know who nate silver is he runs a website called 538 and um this is the second election in a row where this man Has completely screwed the pooch so hard that the dog can't walk anymore. Okay. Um, His polling has been shown to be completely inaccurate. Uh, He doesn't know what he's talking about. And uh, I got an article here from The Atlantic, which is a periodical of great note, I might add, Angel. Uh, that's, it's not
2: the Billings Gazette, It's not sir. the
1: Billings Gazette, and I apologize for that. <laughs> they didn't have any comment on the polling, I'm sorry, in Montana. They are worried about bobcats or whatever the fuck it is they do up there. Wonderful state. We have listeners there. Keep listening. Um <laughs> Uh, that poll- the polling crisis is a catastrophe for American democracy. If public opinion data are unreliable, we're all flying blind. First of all, what is the purpose of polling? I want to know what people's opinion are uh, what the opinion is on this subject. because why should it matter what people are leaning towards? Because first of all, out of everybody on this on this video call and on this podcast, Raise your hand right now if you've ever honestly answered a poll when you've been approached about something. Politically. I don't see any hands.
2: I have never, (laughs) ever taken a poll politically. Like,
1: officially. I don't think I I have either. mm
4: -mm. I try to avoid them.
1: Well, of course you do. So, people... Go ahead, go ahead.
4: Here's my my tinfoil hat. Um, I feel like... The, the reason for the polls is to, uh, most people, they want to be on the winning team. Like, that's why there's so many Patriot fans. Um, well said. So, you know, they're, they're like, hey, look, this person is winning. So they try and influence more people. Hey, I want to be on the winning team. So that's, that's what I think it is.
1: I don't think you're far off at all. But right, I, yeah. I, I want to know what the future of this is. In fact, I think I'm going to email Mr. Silver and try to get him on this show. Hopefully he didn't listen to what I said. Uh, I'm still waiting for Dr. Judy Wood to email me back. And I think after we talked about her the last time, uh, I don't think I'm getting her on either. Um, We're
2: still waiting for uh, Alex Emmerich Jones I as have well. E-
1: I have emailed Alex Alexander Emmerich Jones uh, of Austin, Texas to come on to this show. But as you can tell, he's been quite busy going on to... Joe Rogan show and and predicting a large Trump victory, which unfortunately, uh, hey,
5: we're we're in the seventy nine days of darkness right now. It's it's a (laughs) what a time to
1: be alive, isn't it? What a time to be alive. And uh, you know, speaking of that, I mean, if anybody has any comment on polling uh I, I please speak now because i'd like to switch to something else does anybody have anything on polling no
2: i just think that they a- they either ask like-minded people or you know like brian from california said california brian i should say um it, they people just want to be on a winning side and they just kind of jump on a bandwagon and think well i want to you know play the game. I want to be a part of this. So, I'm just going to agree with you because it's easier and I really don't maybe they really don't have an opinion. They're just like, "Hey, I'm just going to join up and say, yeah, you know, I hate Trump True. or, you know, I love Biden, whatever the poll is."
1: Well, that's entirely possible. Um, but here's here, now here's the thing that I I hate to remind any of you that are listening to or watching this podcast if you do vote and you voted for uh, Comrade Joseph Biden expecting a great, glorious victory for workers all over the Fruited Plain, that uh, you will see more in your uh, in your uh, pocketbook, that your uh, unions are going to grow stronger, and all of these wonderful pipe dreams. Uh, I hate to tell you this, but even the Jacobin, which is a magazine that is uh, out, 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 outwardly socialist, Okay, it's called the <laughs> J- it's called the Jacobin. Okay, uh, look that up if you don't know what that means. I don't.
2: I don't know what that means. Can you explain that? Oh name?
1: Jesus Christ! Uh, it goes back to the French Revolution. I want to get an actual definition for you. Uh, Jacobin uh, definition. It comes from the French Revolution. Okay. okay? Now they were a um, they were uh, like a supporter of a like a strong like a strong central government, like a like a secular state. Um, uh, and for strong central, uh, government power and, um, of extensive government, um, like in order to tra- like in order to transform society. So if you're thinking in the, in the terms of the French revolution or you were at a monarchy and then instead of like, you know, going to a constitutional monarchy, I guess you could call them the Bolsheviks of the, of the French revolution. Okay. And, um, they're, um the people who sat to the right of the general assembly would be i guess the mensheviks which were more for a uh, for keeping the king and let's say getting a constitutional monarchy as opposed to an absolute monarchy so you're moving you know slowly in the direction i guess of republicanism okay they i guess they were the real revolutionaries because they wanted to completely remake society and have the government as an engine of that change in okay. fact you know the i guess the vanguard of that change um, so, wait,
5: was it like incremental change, lesser of two evils, slowly over time, we will shift the tide to where we want to be? That's correct.
1: They were the exact opposite. They were like, start chopping heads off now. Um, they, they, I guess you could look at them as the original left-wing uh, like radicals, like the original left-wing revolutionaries or at least the forefathers of what we're seeing now. Um, I, I, at least that's my, my understanding of it. But uh, they've come out. Uh, this now, th- now these are not the same people that were in the French Revolution, comrades. These, are, this is a magazine, okay? Okay. You know, this, this is a little bit different. I don't want to confuse anybody, but um, they have said they said that Joe Biden hasn't actually been a progressive all along. So a lot of people think that uh, he's going to be moving the party to the far left or to the progressive left. And uh, this is just a piece of the article. This will be in the show notes for people. This is insofar as the Democratic Party, as an institution, has moved in a more progressive direction, whatever that actually means. Biden's candidacy can only be read as a conservative reaction to many parts of that shift. One on every one of the issues said to matter the most to liberals today, racism, immigration, reproductive rights and the politics of identity. The former vice president is a reactionary throwback who has been on the wrong side of things for the vast majority of a lengthy career that began at the Democratic caucus that still included southern Dixiecrats, several of whom incidentally were um, bosom chums. Thus, in the span of only a few weeks, a liberal culture that zealously embraced the hashtag MeToo movement just a few short years ago has, has had to awkwardly renegotiate its relationship to sexual assault allegations for no other reason than the figure <laughs> currently being accused <laughs> happens to be named Biden. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, this is written Don't make me laugh Come November, leading figures in the name of culture Will call on the nation to strike a blow Against racism by rallying around Strom Thurmond's eulogist. <laughs> so, that's just a taste I encourage you to read the whole article I encourage you to to, to Take a peek at that um, uh, In the words of Kilgore Trout um, I bring you more of the same Says Joe Biden So, um I, don't, I hope none of you are expecting a lot of change. You're not going to get it, and especially Cocaine Mitch is going to hold on to his uh, advantage in the Senate. Yeah. Uh, big Cocaine Mitch, uh, and uh, fuck all is going to get done for two years. So I hope everybody stops buying guns and ammo so that those of you who still have yours can buy ammunition and more guns in the event that they do try to take them from you. Yeah. Um, just stay off the water. Uh, I don't have uh, I don't have anything else to say about that. But uh, yeah, that's all I wanted to get into tonight. Um, I wanted I w- I really wanted to hear about your story, and um, I can't thank you enough. That was I, I for for sharing that with essentially strangers and with our audience uh, was brilliant, and I sincerely appreciate it. And you you are to be commended first of all because of your honesty, and then secondly because of your sobriety. I mean I. I to kick a habit like that, there's a lot of people who can't get out of that hole, and uh, I, I really I mazel Tov on that. That's that's phenomenal, and uh, I'm glad you're still here, man.
4: Thank you so much. That means a lot. Um, I I appreciate the opportunity to tell as many people about it. Um, <clears throat> kind of like what you said, like I I would fight for anybody's right to choose whatever they want to do. But uh, you know, I I definitely hope that that they wouldn't ever want to do that. I guess it would be my my hope.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah,
3: absolutely. Cautionary tale for sure. Yeah. yeah. Like Jay said, thank you, thank
1: you so much for sharing that story. Yeah, really. It's um, I hope everybody enjoyed it. Um, at least uh, not not for entertainment purposes, but enjoyed uh, your honesty. And um, you're sharing your experience because I don't think a lot of people would have the courage to come out and talk about that, especially when you're looking at a lot of self-reflection. You know, you have to look at yourself and your actions. A lot of people can't look at the mirror, man. A lot of people have a hard time with that, and I think it takes a lot of a lot of courage and a lot of humility to do that. And I, and I'm sincerely honored to have sat here and listened to that to, to your story and uh, the success that's become your life. So thank you very much, man. Uh, California Brian, you're welcome to come back on the show. Uh, thank you very much. If anybody has anything else, I think we're going to wrap it up here.
2: Nope, I think that's it. Um, i just like to say thanks again for sharing your story. And, uh, you know, I'm proud of you for saying all the things that you said and, um, it, you know, letting everybody know what you went through because it is hard to say those things a lot of the personal things um you know people don't usually share so i appreciate you and i'm proud of you for kicking the habit
4: thank you guys so much
1: yeah you're welcome how about you uh brian with the y are you all right man you got anything you would like to uh, to close out with you got anything extra before we shut the door
5: nothing really comes to oh yeah okay i thought i was muted um no i can't really <laughs> think of anything that hasn't been said already i mean uh It's weird to think of this as like a platform that somebody could be inspired by. So that I think you telling that story might actually help a lot of people in a way that maybe they didn't expect to be reached or helped. So that's actually really neat. And it's yeah, it's a raw, visceral thing that not a lot of people could do. So, again, we appreciate you coming out and talking about it and keep up the good fight, man. Thanks, guys. lovely to meet you.
1: Yeah. Real pleasure, man. Thank you very much. And thank you once again for your listenership. I'm glad that uh, you enjoy the content. Uh, You know, you're one of one of seven people. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you. That's not true. We're up to eight, eight and a half, technically. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But but seriously, thank you very much, man. And uh, be safe out there in uh, in crazy California, man. You take care of yourself. And uh, we look forward to an update on the avocado situation. I'm not even joking. (laughs) <laughs> we will <we'll> do <laughs> all right man thank you very much thank you everybody before we close out i do have to say a special shout out to our friend sal mayweather please check out his website that's 3d printer go brrr, dot com. that's 3d printer go brr.com
2: it's brrr.com
1: okay thanks comrade You're i welcome. appreciate it yeah you are three. the boss three r's okay one more shout-out again, of course, to our boy, Paul B. from B-Town, the great anarchist warlord. No, nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's just minding his own fucking business, trying to enjoy hey, his retirement. Paulie B. B., we love you, pal. Uh, I, told you, I, I texted you, told you to listen. The show's going to be up, and the video's going to be there, so I can't wait to hear from you. And then finally, of course, I'd like to say... Hello to our international listeners. That would be from France, Australia, Spain, the United Kingdom, Romania, Italy, Belgium, uh, Brazil, Greece, Holland, Sweden, Finland, Canada, Poland, Germany, India, Russia, Portugal. New listeners in the Czech Republic, welcome. Bulgaria, Mm. Croatia, Puerto Rico, and Argentina. Thank you very much. You can find us at useguyspod.com. And, of course, all of our Twitter handles will be in the show notes. And our Twitter handle for the show is at useguyspod. Check us out. And uh, don't be afraid to hit the subscribe button because I, I, I've, I've said it enough already. I know you guys are watching. I've seen the watch. I've seen you guys download. Just hit the subscribe button, okay? Help us out. Send us a review. You like the show, send a review. It's It doesn't right hurt. In. It's one click. It's one click. It doesn't it, cost anything.
2: Yeah, if you, if you hate the show, you can say that you hate it too, whatever you want.
1: I'm not going to listen to that shit, but she will, okay? <laughs> She'll be checking that email. I'm here for the positive vibes only. And on that note... Bye everybody. Bye. See ya.